Hey there, and welcome to another recording of Shut Up and Laugh. My name is Brian Trendler. I'm here sitting in front of an amazing guy that I want to introduce some of you to, maybe for the first time, but if you're lucky enough, it's for maybe one, two, or three or more times. Uh, his name is Kermit Apio. Welcome, Kermit. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Uh, it's my pleasure. You know, honestly, the appreciation is mine. It's uh, It's been such a joy. Um, well, I, I, I like to think I've been a friend of yours for a number of years, but really just a rabid fan. Oh, <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Yeah, it's... Um, Everybody, I, I can't wait to talk to this guy tonight. And I say that because um, not only has this been a fun experience so far in the limited time now I've been doing Shut Up and Laugh, but this is one of the guys that's been a source of inspiration to me, uh, to my company, Laugh Tech, and actually, I think to everybody that he touches in some capacity. And um, what we're going to do, Kermit, is we're going to cover a couple things here. Um, I kind of give a little a little brief dossier about who you are and what you do, and correct me on anything. Um, there were a couple of <laughs> I couldn't find. So we're going to need to uh, okay. fill in some sure. blanks and then hope they'll hit you with a, a, a couple of surprises. Um, naturally, this works so well on a podcast so people can't see me, but I did produce a document that I read from because I do a lot of research when I'm bringing people um, into the interview status here. And I the, the printout I have has a picture of Kermit. I, I'm guessing what, maybe four to five or five to six years oh, old? Oh, yeah, that picture. Yeah, I think I was about five years old. It's a really young Kermit, and yeah. it's it's probably my new favorite picture of you. <laughs> it's absolutely wonderful. Um, do I have your permission when I post this live broadcast? Can I use this picture as well as your current? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. <laughs> that's And that's a picture uh, of a kid who has just realized his name has meant something different. <laughs> <laughs> because Sesame Street went national when I was, I think, three or four. Um, it was only in California, I believe, at first. It was a, and then it got national grants. Sure. And so the name Kermit completely changed. <laughs> just and did before your I life. went to school, yes, yes. <laughs> and that's why I'm sitting here today because oh because I learned to laugh at myself very early. You owe, you owe so much to Sesame yeah. Street, to the Henson Studio, and I mean everybody else involved in some way, <laughs> yeah. shape, or form making Kermit I mean, come to life. Sure, I would have rather had a, a normal life at times, absolutely. <laughs> but you're right, you're right. For the most part. But 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 it's so funny because you can see the you can see through that smile. It looks like a kid smiling, but if you look closely, it's a kid just just he knows what's ahead of him because the teasing <laughs> has already started. You know, this is picture day, kindergarten, and so what you're saying worse. is that the rest of the picture, what isn't encapsulated here, is or are the bell bottom pants, the green bell bottom uh, uh, pants, yes, and the clenched fists. <laughs> <laughs> Anger management started at a young age. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's go ahead and get to it. Um, Right off the bat, uh, Kermit Apio, that is your name. I'm sure we've uh, covered that enough. You are a stand-up comedian. Yes. Um, you are from Honolulu, Hawaii. Yes, I am. Fantastic. And I'm, I'm saying this like, oh, that's, that's great, Kermit. Congratulations. <laughs> um, you've now, you've been in uh, the Seattle area, the greater Seattle area, Montlake Terrace, uh, for a number of years now. It looks like from, again, from my dirty sort of past, about 1990 on. Uh, I came to Seattle in 85. 85. Okay. 1985. Yeah. Okay. So 30, right. I've been 34 years. 34 years. Wow. I'm glad that you can do the math. Okay. <laughs> um, you are, you were married in 2000. Yes. To Marnie. Yes. Okay. And she's an amazing gal. I do remember her. She probably doesn't remember me, but that's fine. Cause you guys actually, do you remember having 
me over yeah, to I your did. place years, years back. Yeah, it was our apartment. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm always curious ago. why I never got a, a, a callback. That's perfectly <laughs> fine. Must have been something I said. Um, and, <laughs> and you officially started comedy in what year? That's the, that's the okay. one date I couldn't nail. Now, I have a surprise backstory. So if you can, just, just, just give me the okay. date first. I think, I think my first open mic was in late 89. I want to say November or December of 89, I believe. Okay. Okay. Um, and all right. And so I quit my day job in, in, I think May of 91. Okay. And we'll get into that in just a minute because okay. many people don't know what that is, but I think I do. So I want to see your face <laughs> light up here. Okay. Um, also got to give you props. You are a university of Washington graduate. No, no, I, I went to the university. Of Washington. <laughs> I did not finish. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And what did you study when you were there? I was uh, going to be a communications major. Okay. How'd that work out for you? No, uh, you know, not well. You are communicating. <laughs> I am. Just a whole different level, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Clench fits, yeah. fists and all. It was, okay. I, I had every intention to go back when I, when I, yeah. uh, when I left, I, my plan was to go back and I was trying to establish residency mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, work for a year and come back and then comedy kind of showed up. So that, that changed everything. But, but I, so I, I have two and a half years in mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, in what was going to be a journalism major, which I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Yeah. Um, journalism's changed a lot, especially since that time I was studying it. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I'm happy with where I've, I've gone. I, I, I like my life, you know? Yeah. But, but uh, so it was, a, it was a great two and a half years and I had every intention to finish. Now that I see you though, with a mic in front of your face and a filter and the headphones, <laughs> I can totally see you like narrating dog racing or horse racing or something. You know what I mean? It might not be quite journalism, but it's definitely a reporter in you. You have that glimmer in your eye. I used to have a little tape recorder and I would, and I can't believe I, I didn't keep the tapes. I used to uh, go to Mariner games and re record play by play. Uh, while watching the actually watching the game in the kitchen. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it, so were you actually practicing for your big break, or was this just I, something that you I did? Was thinking maybe that's something I could do. You okay. Know? Uh, who who knows, right? See, I used to do that sort of thing to a small extent. I just didn't have any friends. <laughs> so i was literally filling the space and doing imitations of other voices and i was like i was very sad i was very <laughs> i didn't i didn't do the clenched fist i just i just made things out of air they just materialized it was it was kind of magical oh, that's awesome yeah it's also very very sad um, we're gonna go ahead and move on um uh so my my last little uh uh, a research note aside from some fact or fiction trivia I want to hit you with tonight okay. is uh, you've been known to work for Pi. I, yes, I will do lots of things for Pi that, yeah. that I don't even want to mention here. <laughs> I'm a huge Pi advocate. Okay, now why is that? Because that's not like a Hawaiian thing. You, no, you can't no. say it's, it's it's the island. It's something I've de developed in the comedy adult life. Okay. Uh, okay, because First of all, there's there's nothing like there's nothing, I'm not judging. By there's the nothing way. bad about pie. Like even you might have your favorite pies and you have pies you may not like, but for the most part, pie is a pretty wonderful thing. And and I know it's become it was kind of a half joke, but kind of a you know, and uh, with with the dawn of Facebook has become like a thing. Yeah. Like every time a pie meme shows up on the internet, it gets thrown on my page like twenty times. Exactly. Tag you have become synonymous with pie. Yeah. And so, so here's what really came from. <laughs> so when you're on the road and you're in these small towns and, and you're in a, uh, you're working these bar gigs and after the, I, I don't like to eat before a show. Yeah. So I'd always eat afterwards. Well, in some of these towns, nothing's open except Denny's or something like that. You know? Yeah. And, and so you're sitting there and you're thinking, man, is this it? Is this as far as I'm going to go in comedy and work at a, a bar in a tiny town eating at a Denny's at 1230 in the morning? Is this really what my life's going to be? And you're twiddling with the last piece of key lime. <laughs> right, right. Because comedy, 
comedy doesn't guarantee you anything. Yeah. So you don't know yeah. if you're going to become a headliner. You don't know if you're going to work better clubs or get, get better gigs. Mm-hmm. You never know if this is it. This might be as far as I go. Yeah. So you're sitting there in the Denny's and you're thinking about all of this and you're trying not to, because really comedy's fun. It's a fun thing, but it also doesn't pave a path yeah. for you and everybody's path is different. So no comic can tell you, Oh, this is what's going to happen next for you. Yeah. Cause they don't know. And all that is going through your brain and a piece of pie gets put in front of you. It just appears it's magically. O- it's, it's okay. Well, you got to ask for it, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that to me was like, if I can just have a piece of pie, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's awesome. You know? And then, and then, um, and then when you have a good show, uh, you celebrate with a piece of pie. Like sure. It, so, so it was just perfectly one of normal. on the road. There was a consistency that at one in the morning I could get a piece of pie <laughs> anywhere. And I feel okay for a little bit. You know? I, I want you to get to the Thanos stage where you just snap your th- you know, fingers uh-huh. and pie. And just pie shows. That's exactly that. I mean, like what gemstones do I need to collect to make that happen? Because seriously, you have to have the key lime. You have to have <laughs> yeah. like what the, the cherry, the blueberry yeah. and, call and the what collectors. else? Like a, like, yeah. like a custard color. <laughs> I'm going to call the collector. I need a pumpkin. Like, yeah. I need a pumpkin one. <laughs> um, yeah. That's, uh, that's it. There's so, there's so much happiness in pie. It really is. And, yeah. And it's such, and it, it's, it's, it's everything, right? Because uh, no you can matter, do math with it. <laughs> yeah, you, you can absolutely do. You fractions. can do math with it. You can do fractions. <laughs> you can do world peace, right? Like literally, have a piece. Right. I mean, how else? How deep can you get with this pie? Well, and that's, that's the weird. thing. And, and crust is a celebration of humanity. Crust <laughs> is crust is who we are. There is a book in you, brother. Ta- oh my there gosh, there has to be. Right? Oh my gosh. Crust, crust is, is humanity. Crust is humans. That's the title. Invent. Nature doesn't grow crust. <laughs> Nature doesn't make. We had to figure that out. Right? I'm going to throw away all of these notes, yes, and we're just going to talk, talk about, about this. Oh my god, crust is humanity. <laughs> Nature doesn't you. make crust. So, so you got crust, which is this amazing thing that it's it's all these ingredients and it's this mushy <laughs> thing. And who looks at that mushy thing and goes, I wonder if we heat it up for an hour if it's going to become something really awesome. Exactly. Who thinks that? And hey. Right? I see you have half a pint of vanilla ice cream left over there, <laughs> ma'am or sir, server. Yes. Right, bring it over. <laughs> there's there's so, the thumb. So you've got you've got uh, fruit you can do. You can you got or you can do a cream thing. You can do pumpkin, which is like the middle of the two. Like it's see, there's all these. So there's all these different. I can't milieu. follow you down the pumpkin path. I'm sorry. No, that's that's one that's one area in my life. I will say I part ways with Carmen DePio. No, <laughs> at the pumpkin route or anything pumpkin spice. No, that's oh that part, down the drain. I'm, I'm I'm with you on down that the drain. One. And now it's Burn starting it. in August, which is just not, that has to stop. It, but yeah. anyway, no, but see, that's the beauty of it. Nobody's <laughs> going to say they love all the same pies as I do. Right. Yeah. Cause there's actually some pies that I don't really like that much. Seriously. But I like pie. Are you more. willing to put and commit I to should, uh, the podcast universe? What pie flavor you don't see, like? I'm wondering if that's going to open a can of worms. Well, I want to be honest with you on this worm podcast. pie is going to be, it's <laughs> going to be one that, that you avoid. <laughs> I want to be honest with you yeah. on the podcast, but by the same token, I don't want to alienate or or, or have people doubt my love of pie. But at the same time, you spare some lone person in an Alabama comedy club who has baked <laughs> you the pie that you disdain. You have <laughs> saved her the time and effort and the rejection on her face when you look at it and go, hum, <laughs> ah, right? Okay. I will say this. Do it. And I'm throwing it out there. And let's it come might, clean. We might it might cause some problems. Okay, I might have to answer some tweets. I might have on to this. change my gift <laughs> I have for you. No, 
I think rhubarb is a stretch for pie. I don't I don't see the point of rhubarb really in pie. Okay. Now you you might have just crossed a line. Straight I, up rhubarb pie or strawberry rhubarb pie. I can handle strawberry rhubarb pie. Okay. Why not just have strawberry pie at that point? You see, uh, and the funny thing is, have you ever had just straight up strawberry pie? Yes. Have you? Yes, yes. And I, what and, and on, on okay, so a scale of one to ten. So oh. spam being one <laughs> and ten being crust is made by nature. If it's just a strawberry pie, yeah. it's missing something, isn't it? No. And what is it missing? What? It's missing rhubarb. No, yeah, yes. nobody, no. Uh, when you eat a straw, just strawberry pie, you don't say, "Boy, that needs that needs like a celery in it." <laughs> <laughs> it it needs more fibrous needs, consistency. Yeah, huh. I, I need to chew more. But you don't have pie. to floss after after no, that's rhubarb. True. Everything gets clear because it's all, huh. yeah, yeah. You can cancel that doctor visit or that uh, that dentist you. visit. So. so Okay. So anyway, so that's right. so it I all, see where it you're all going. came out of this thing of being on the road. So rhubarb, and and the, and the other thing too is that <laughs> is that not you weren't just having pie at like Denny's. There, when you went to these little towns, it was fun to find a diner or yeah. a cafe. The whole and I would the walk, ask right? locals like, yeah, where do where would you eat? I've where, seen you post that too. That's genius. I love that's comic that. genius. I love because I want to. Uh, <laughs> Because that's that's one, really one of the last bastions of small business, right? Yeah. As as many of the you know the family hardware stores going away, yeah. A lot of different businesses are going away, but the but the family restaurant can still thrive, and communities will support that. So when you when you ask somebody who makes a great meal or a great piece of pie or whatever, uh, it's a great way to kind of get to know what the locals like there. Yeah, supporting and, the uh, local businesses. Yeah. As so, well. so anyway, there's more to this famous pie guy thing. showing up eating pie. Well, I don't know, famous the guy the guy who was working at the bar down the street. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, but so the pie thing really does go beyond just this sort of four minutes in my pie head. is yeah. life is what you're saying. It, it's my life, <laughs> right? It, my waistline, damn it. My but, life. But the road is, there was something cool about, about trying pie on the road. It was, yeah. it was really, uh, and, and I noticed that, I mean, certainly there's calories to be dealt with, but, but, uh, it, it's sort of. If if I if I eat, if I focus more on eating pie than drinking after the shows, uh, I got up earlier in the morning. I noticed, and I actually got things yeah, done. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, all right. So, um, <laughs> the rest of this podcast is ruined. I'll I'll, I'll have you know because anything we that it, we talk we? about <laughs> from from now on, people are going to be going. How does he feel about pistachio pie? Yeah. They're going to only yeah. going to be asking we went, well, that we to went themselves. Deep down the rabbit hole. It, I've done a few true. podcasts. I've never gone that deep in the pie. Well, see, you know, here at Shut Up and Laugh, we break the mold. And in that case, it was the mold that was the shape other than, okay, one more question. No, I just caused myself a tangent. Do you like the solid top pie or do you like the lattice work or do you like the no top pie? I'm using the wrong terms, but if there's no crust stuff on top and it's just whipped cream or just something else. They're, they're, what do you have to have? They're all good to me. The, okay. the one thing I will say is you have a, a lattice, a lattice or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I love the effort that goes into that because I've tried to make even lattices. when it starts out a portrait of Kermit and it comes out <laughs> looking like one of the Raisinette characters. You know, <laughs> wait, ding, can I? Ding, ding, so ding, maybe you can post this. Ding, ding, um, ding, 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 right? A, a friend of mine. Well, actually, I, I guess he's a friend of mine. He they hired me. If you don't to, name him, oh, you no, can no, still call him a friend. He's not going to know. He they he hired me to do a gig. Um, I met him when I was doing shows out there okay. and he hired me to do a gig. So he's a friend of mine, but in this moment he was hiring me to do a, a show for his company. Okay. And it was at a big casino in Michigan and he had the chef. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They have a, the casino has one of these uh, printers that makes edible. Oh yeah. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He took my Twitter avatar, had the chef make it into a pie. Wow. And this, uh, yes, there's a pie with a picture of me. Wow. Which is which I thought was really funny because this. So chef, this was the edible image. It basically yes. kind, kind of like sheet cakes yes. when you get a whole picture yes. of. It was like a peanut butter. A, yeah, it was like a peanut butter pie. Okay. And I'll send you the picture. Oh, and you, you had me peanut butter. Oh, um, and uh, but it's a, it's a, it's my Twitter avatar, and I I felt for this poor chef because he had to go through all this effort to make this pie for someone he has no idea who it is. <laughs> he just has no clue. He probably <laughs> thought I was like employee of the month or something, and that's that's my reward. Little did they, they know it's international star Carmen DePio. <laughs> Wanting a peanut butter pie. Yeah, but uh, that's it was, awesome. It's, it was really one of the most flattering things ever. That's fantastic. So cool. I'm actually working on a 3D model of you with <laughs> bell bottom pants. So if I can find someone that can print the the new uh, glaze units where it's basically it prints in color, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna knock that out for you. Yeah. You're gonna have there your you own go. little marquee doll, uh, <laughs> minus the bobblehead because those things freak me out. So okay, um, all right. So let's go into some factor fiction. Okay. real quick this is stuff that whether or not it surprises you that i know or i think i know a lot of people don't know about you so okay. i'm going to throw this out here All and right. for anyone listening uh this is not stuff that's been approved by kermit this is still a family <laughs> show uh although he he might you know snap and finally swear because <laughs> he's swear. never sworn I, in his career I swear a lot in any capacity but in 1990 right yeah. after moving to seattle and being accepted to university of washington Hopefully I have the year right. 85. 85. Okay. Well, then the publication is wrong because okay. I got okay. this stuff off of a, um, a Northwest Hawaii Times article, which is where I okay. got that picture okay. from as well. Yeah, so yeah. you worked at United Airlines. I did. And you <laughs> you were you were in control of like counting liquor bottles. Yes. Fact or fiction? That is fact. <laughs> that's a, that's so a fact. One of those carts that come down the God, aisle. You had nowhere to go but up I, at that point. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, oh my God. So <laughs> that's magical. Here's the thing. Um, I worked in the flight kitchen, right? Okay. And so I was in the liquor department, but and <laughs> people would joke with me like when I'd go down open mic and hang out with comedians and they said, "What are you doing?" I said, "Work at the, at the United Airlines flight kitchen," and and they would joke like, "Oh, what do you do? You put the olive on a salad," and which is they didn't realize how funny that was. That was during you know, overtime. You know how many years it took to get to the olive person? <laughs> no, and I'm not I'm not kidding. So <laughs> there was when you first started, you'd yeah. work in the dish room, so all the carts would come off the plane, sure. and you'd be emptying those carts, and and that was your meal stuff. too for the evenings oh, simultaneously, right? <laughs> Leftovers. So, so, but to get to the point where you were making food, that mm -hmm. took seniority. And to get to the point where you're making salads, because it was easy, because you would just sit there and you'd open these big cans of olives and someone would have a little tiny rectangular plate yeah. and would come by. <laughs> they'd put a little bit of lettuce. The next person would put a couple of tomatoes. The next person sure. would put olives. Wow. It took years to get to that point. So it was so funny when they joke, what do you do? Put olive on a salad? Like, I wish. <laughs> I would love <laughs> For to. For you, that was. Like, someday. Like living by la vida loca. So. Oh the, my god! The great thing is when I got into the liquor room, that was nice because I got to work by myself. Mm -hmm. And um, so you drank a lot. <laughs> that started your drinking problem. <laughs> so the um, the carts that that they have the liquor that comes on the aisle. Yeah. So I would get those and uh, a take, quality control Kermit sticker on all that's of those. Essentially, it. Oh. <laughs> so I would have to break the locks. Yeah. Take out the alcohol. Wow count everything that's in there ah. and then reset it for the outbound flights and put in, put in, you know, and then make sure. And then, and then at the end of the day, I had to go through a calculation and make sure, and we're talking every mini bottle, every beer, 
that I accounted for every single thing. So my numbers, the mini bottles would be in the thousands. Did and, you uh, do it in a pie chart? Because this could have been a sign <laughs> no, of things to come as well. I wasn't. I wasn't into pie. It yet. wasn't. It, it wasn't yeah. there. Okay. I've always liked pie, but it wasn't that one. So no. Yeah. So I, I, I inventoried liquor and then got it ready for the outbound flights. Crazy. Okay. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. So yes, that is fact. I I absolutely lo love that. Okay. So your introduction to comedy. Yeah. Was that of a friend. Who was who was taking you on a semi-regular basis to the comedy underground? Yeah, and he encouraged you well, to start an open mic. Well, no, no, to, no, to to get up and do an open mic, correct? No, well, okay, so I I actually had done a thing at the University of Washington. They had a comedy competition thing, and I and I did that. Um, and I I didn't place or anything, but the um, but I so I'd done it, and okay. I, and, and every time I had a creative writing thing in, in college. I always tried to make it humorous. It wasn't always funny, but I tried to do humor. So I always had this inkling that I wanted okay. to, but I was too kind of afraid to do it. So this guy who worked at United Airlines on a different shift, someone said, Hey, you should meet this guy. He's, he's a really funny guy. And, and he does, he actually does comedy. He did open mic and, and occasionally paid gigs. So he took me to open mic, uh, twice mm -hmm. and I just enjoyed it and yeah. just watched. And, uh, it was so raw and it was so, it was so intense. And, you know, it, it, the, the sets were bad to good, you know, yeah. and, and, uh, and, and so the third time I said, Hey, are you going tonight? Uh, it was a Monday. And, and he said, yeah. And I said, can I go with you? He goes, yeah, you want to, you want to do time. And it was all he said. I was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah. And he said, he said, you know, you write all this stuff, just jot down some things and tell them to the audience. I went, uh, okay. I said, I said, cause back then you got five minutes. I said, what if I don't have five minutes? And he said, say goodnight, get off the stage. <laughs> you don't have to do five. Yeah. Five is the max. Yeah, You can sure. do under five if you want. And that made me feel a little bit better. Um, That's great so, yeah, advice, so he, actually. Yeah. So he was, uh, uh, I wouldn't say like he inspired me or mm -hmm. and, he, and he wasn't trying to get me on stage. He literally, the third time, he was like, well, do you want to go up? That's really what it came down to. Cool. Yeah. Either that or go back to counting olives or whatever. <laughs> okay. I, was, yeah. I went right back to it. There were times where I'd do open mic and go straight to work because I was working on the graveyard show. Sure. So I would do open mic, hang out with the comics, couldn't drink or anything, and then head to the airport and go work till 6.30 in the morning. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. Okay. So let, let's go ahead and move along here. Uh, okay. Another fact or fiction. <laughs> you performed now at in 44 different states. That has to be updated. It's 47 now. Okay. 47. Good for 47. you. Okay. And briefly, what has been your favorite state to perform in? Ah, that's a good question. Any idea? Um. It's okay to pass too. I'm just curious. Uh, it's hard. It's hard to say. Your listeners want to know. I like. I like. Uh, Minnesota is great because um, they're one of the best clubs in the country. Is in Minneapolis. Minneapolis is a great city. Do you have to have an interpreter? For what? For for any for <laughs> anyone out there that don't understand. Never mind. Sorry. And then and then Midwestern audiences seem to really like what I do. I do okay. very well in the Midwest, and so you you combine those three things. And I've and I've been going to Minneapolis for so long that I've made really good friends. Is it just because uh, they need humor and laughter in their lives? Or is there like something about um, the mentality, not to sound insulting about those good people? Is it that type of thing? You know what I think, you know what I think it is? Uh, they are, when, look, when you, when you live in purposefully live in a place that gets the negative 20, 
Yeah. In winter. When you've made that decision, like I'm going to still live here, even though it was negative 20 tonight, yeah. <laughs> it takes someone. Has anyone who, seen my right hand? <laughs> it takes someone who has a real sense of who they are and, sure. and, 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 and can make the most of every situation. Right. Yeah. I mean, Cause that's, that's really there. That's really the Midwest way of thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah. it's negative 20, but I'll melt cheese on top of bread. <laughs> And, and you know what I mean? I'll, I'll make hot dish and I'll, I'll, yeah. you know, I'll, I'll invent some kind of gravy and, and they're good. Like that's, yeah. and to me that, that for what my comedy is, my style of comedy, it works really well for that mentality. Yeah. I, do, I do really well. I love that. But, but, but yeah, Minneapolis, the state of Minnesota in general, I, I have very good shows. Okay. And then real quick, what's your least favorite place? What's your least favorite state that you performed in? Unless you think that'll alienate future opportunities <laughs> along with rhubarb. I don't, I don't know if I have a least. You could just say Renton <laughs> because people in Renton think they are their own state. I so. don't think I have a least. I think th there are some that are trickier. Okay. Certainly. Um, <laughs> Trick air quotes. Trickier? Some that are, are uh, uh, there've been a couple of states where I got to say it's, it's harder for me. Like just regionally, I don't do as well. Um, and, uh, but, but I, I don't, I don't think there's one state that's like, the okay. Cause I've had, I've had good shows in those states as well, but some states I know I'm going to have a harder time and I have to concentrate more. Okay. But, but I don't need to single one out for that. All right. Very good. Okay. So the last factor. Unless they fiction. grow rhubarb. If they grow rhubarb, I hate Yeah. Them. Just, just ban them. <laughs> Put them on the no fly list. Right. Okay. So last factor fiction, um, you've performed as well in China, Israel, New Zealand, and I love it how this is the last one. And Canada. Wait, there's one more. Is there one in more October, now? In October, I went to Pakistan. Oh, okay. Yeah, all Pakistan. right. So all of those are facts. Those are all facts. Not fiction. Yeah. But Canada is somehow. Yeah. Well, you got to throw Canada That was in actually in, in italics <laughs> in the article. Like there was a stressor there. Like America's hat is being used, you know, to, to, to somehow, you know, further Kermit's yeah. career. You save that one for last in the list. That way people can go, What? I know. Canada? Seriously? Yeah. And they let you back in? I mean, okay. All right. Okay, yeah. good. good. And good, I good. love Canadians, by the way. Well, because <laughs> it's because it, it, I found my people, right? Because uh, I, for America, I apologize way too much. Like it annoys people that sure. I apologize. Uh, yeah. And, but you go to Canada and it's just a festival of sorry. It's wonderful. Like they, they, I, they have to say, I'm sorry, what, 10, 12 times a day in order to maintain their citizenship, yeah, right? Yeah. It, it's amazing. It's like a requirement. It. I love it so much. I was, I was walking in a department store and, uh, there was, a, there was a guy who was trying to open the door for me and I kind of grabbed it and said, and he goes, he goes, Oh, I'm sorry. And I said, no, I'm sorry. And he goes, no, I'm sorry. And we did that for about an hour. We, we just, <laughs> we just stood <laughs> <laughs> you're you're related at that point, aren't you? Oh my gosh! So yes, I, I have been to all those countries, and and uh, and and the update is uh, uh, Pakistan in, in October. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Okay, um, we're gonna take a break in just a, a, in a couple minutes here, but I want to go ahead and just um, talk about a little bit about what you've accomplished and kind of what you're. What oh, that'll you're, take about what a minute. Known we, we for. Fine. No, <laughs> that's what, <laughs> oh, I just, yeah, I'm sorry. That came across the completely the wrong way, but <laughs> no, no, um, you're, you're right. <laughs> this is my life in a minute. <laughs> it's like, it's, okay. Wow. Well, all right. Well, strike one, Brian. Um, so in 2009, you won the great American comedy festival. Yes. And that's based out of Norfolk. Yes. It's Nebraska. Johnny Carson's hometown. Exactly. Yeah. I was going to say that's Johnny Carson's yeah. hometown. That's to me part of where comedy 
just was birthed right yeah. there because he was an absolute genius. Yes. Um, and what I what what I found interesting is some of the write-ups about your experience there is right off the bat, they don't hesitate to compare you to Brian Regan and or or Eddie Brill. And is it just because you choose to not go from the off-color humor and you choose to have observational comedy and your wit and your sarcasm and your satire and you also don't swear? You're considered a clean family yeah. friendly comic is that the relation or is there I something am, else i am not sure and, and quite frankly i doubt their judgment i really do do you really <laughs> <laughs> because you have a long-standing relationship now with brian regan don't yeah. you yeah i get to okay. open for him a lot and, uh, and we're friends and, that's uh, fantastic yeah so i you know i see the comparison because i work clean mm -hmm. and because uh, uh likability is a big part of what i do like i get yeah. it yeah um and and I was honored that I won it because the the lineup that year was amazing. There were some great comics who have been on Conan and Letterman, and like they they've been on TV. So do you call them up once a year ceremoniously and just <laughs> breathe into the phone? They're like Kermit, stop! Damn it! <laughs> no, I called Nebraska once a year and said, "You guys taking this back? Can I still can I still call myself the champion or?" Have you, have you guys come to your senses I yet? I dusted off my trophy. What's this empty space? You know. Did yeah. they spell your name right on the actual plaque? They, they, uh, there was no plaque. No, there I'm was, just kidding. No, there, the, there was a trophy, but mm -hmm. it just had winner because they don't know who's going to win it. So. Yeah, yeah. They spelled my name right in the article, though. That's great. Yeah. That's fantastic. It was a great experience. Wow. Now, is that something that you can do again? Or would you do it again? I No, not as a competitor, but I've done it. I've done it. I can, I've come back to host. Okay, and I and I've also come back in the tenth anniversary. They had, they had uh, the nine of the ten winners uh, come back to do a show. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, and the, one of the winners lives in China now, so he he couldn't make it back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So by default. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, but so I've done it three times. I've been very lucky because it's a really great festival. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, so um, in just a minute or two, we're going to come back. I'm going to dive a little bit deeper into some questions I have for Kermit. Again, he doesn't know it's coming his way, <laughs> um, but it's all based off the premise that every once in a while, you just got to take a minute and shut up and laugh. <laughs> we'll be right back. All right. Hello again, everybody. I'm back with the amazing Seattle's own Hawaiian native, Kermit Apio. <laughs> Thanks again, Kermit, for coming over here to the Shut Up and Laugh uh, podcast studio. And Thanks for having me. Is it too early to say that this is the most downloaded podcast you've had? <laughs> is it too early? <laughs> I feel like it is. No. And I'm going to get that on a bumper sticker, uh, you know, and, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to run with that. I'm going to run with that. <laughs> Again, once again, you've completely shut me down. I have nothing else the to contribute. People have spoken. To this the is rest the favorite this. episode. It's the best. I know this now. Of of two total. This is the best. And and, and one was my eight minute intro to what the hell yes. I'm going to be doing during this so called career of launching the Shut Up and Laugh uh, podcast. So thank you, thank you very much. Um, all right. So with that being said, oh, yeah. um, for everybody listening, Kermit has no idea the questions I'm going to ask him now. And this isn't anything that's going to, you know, completely ruffle feathers or anything along those lines, but I want to, the whole point of shut up and laugh is to get people to share as deep as they want to about stuff. And okay. I don't just mean trivial things. I mean, things that are either really important out there, okay. things that we're seeing, things that we're witnessing. Um, and at the same time, I'm politically challenged and religiously no. So <laughs> I'm not saying we can't ever go down those paths, but You'll kind of see what happens as 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 we go along here. So, 
my first question for you is is a bit more surface. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna soft pitch you first. Okay. okay? Um, because I've known you for so many years and I've watched you, also known as Stocked. This is the first time I've been allowed <laughs> to be within the 10 foot range of Kermit uh, because I got a sign off and the ankle bracelet uh, isn't currently buzzing. Um, I want to know how you, or I'm uh, sorry, how does one learn about funny? And before you answer, listen to this. It's a question that I get all the time because. I am quote unquote funny by nature. It's something that I just do. For me, it's a reflex, whether good or bad. It can be a shield to protect myself. It has in the past. It can be a great way to just ground someone as a person to get people to be comfortable. I can, you know, I I can break the ice with that. I can also close a sale with that, right? So for for me, it's a tool. But I tell people to observe to practice, to write down what they see all the time and then go back to it and maybe edit that material and see if that's things that can be used in whatever capacity. But I don't train people to be comics. I think that would be foolish because even though I dabbled in that a lifetime ago, it's not something I chose a, a path to go down. I've turned it into a craft to become a better business person. So how do you think people learn to be funny and can you shed any light as far as your experiences with that? Well, I think when you learn, you don't learn to be funny in, in, in comedy, in the open mics and uh, things like that. <clears throat> That's the, in those you learn how to be, or how to, how the mechanics of, of jokes of making, making strangers laugh. I think being funny comes long before you get to open mic. I think uh, it's how you, look at your life, the people around you, the things in front of you. So I, th mm -hmm. I think you have to look at it separately is that learning to be funny is something that is just kind of like you say, it's just part of who you are. It isn't. It's something that since you were young, you've done and made people laugh and you, you go, Oh, that's, I like that. I like when people laugh. I like, I like how they, they, view me and think of me when they do that. Mm -hmm. So you've worked on this mm -hmm. unknowingly. Like you're not, you're not sitting there someday. I'm going to use these talents to, 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 to destroy everybody to who wronged me. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. You're just, you're just making people laugh. And that was kind of my thing too. I noticed, uh, you know, with, with my name, if I tease myself first, then teasing me wasn't as fun. So exactly. I just kind of did it. I'd make fun of myself and then, um, <clears throat> then you'd be razzing with your friends and whatnot. So, so that's being funny is just, understanding things in a way that's not the conventional understanding. And yep. that's part of life. That's part. Yep. If you're a funny person, it's just something you want to do. Okay. So, so comedy is that next extension of what you're already able to do mm -hmm. because you know, your friends, you know, your relatives, you know, what makes them laugh. Mm -hmm. You understand them and their sensibilities and who they are and what they find funny about you. The trick now is, how do I make strangers laugh? That's, that's the other part. Yeah. And, and so, so you have to look at it kind of the two things. Open mic will teach you the mechanics of comedy set up punchline. Um, how far I can go for, with my character yeah. before the audience goes, that's too far for us. Sure. You know, sure. Or, um, should I go farther? Am I not challenging this audience enough? Am I saying things that are too familiar that they're laughing, but they're not really with me? Yeah. Um, and so, so, so you just have to look at it. Uh, once you start doing the open mic, once you start pursuing standup, that's the science, that's the bachelor's degree. But, but the, 
everything coming up to that, the high school education into your bachelor's degree, that's your life and you learning to be funny because it's just something you like to do. Okay. Now you, you said something that's really, I think key and you may not even realize that you said it, but with that also being said, you mentioned something once to my laugh tech business partner, Marcel and me that humor comes from pain. Comedy inherently comes from pain. The ability to, to laugh, you know, to yes and yourself out of it, to laugh yourself out of it, to be able to use it and then craft it and turn around. And I say that real quick because what you said a moment ago was if you learn to laugh at yourself first, your name, how, you know, how kids maybe treated you, et cetera, were you the butt of a joke, whatever. If you laughed at yourself first, it became, you, you took the power away from those people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's brilliant. And that's what I think people don't do anymore. And that's what I did. And I actually, I love to hear the fact that you went through that BS as well, because that helped also craft who you are today. Right. Yes. Okay. Yes. And I, and I, and I don't think all comedy comes from pain, but I think when you, well, really... we've been saying that you said it does, <laughs> so you can never change that. So, okay, wait, clap sound. We're going to edit that out. No. <laughs> but I think, I certainly think that when you're talking about connecting yeah. to people, yeah. because, because look, a lot of our jokes are just funny jokes and they make people laugh. Sure. But what really builds a career is connecting is to yep. get some kind of, yep. uh, place that we can bridge gaps and we bridge gaps by, by these emotions. Yeah. And many of them are based around pain, Mm -hmm. embarrassment, failure, uh, lack of understanding. A lot of times as comics, we do jokes about how we, you know, my wife said something and I didn't understand it and that's the humor, (laughs) right. Or, or I misinterpreted. So a lot of these feelings of, uh, it doesn't have to be like total horrific tragedy. Um, it can be just these little feelings of, of insecurity yeah. and, and, uh, and worry and frustration and embarrassment. It's all this kind of pain. Yeah. And from that pain, if you can make people laugh at that, they not only laugh at the funny joke, they go, this person understands me. Exactly. Because I exactly. don't tell people, but I had that same thing happen to me. I don't talk about it because it's embarrassing. But what he said I've been through that. So they're also lifting their leg into their vehicle when <laughs> they the get, when yeah. they get in and they don't well, realize I, that they're doing it. When I talk about it. that, when I talk about that all of a sudden I reach an age where I'm lifting my leg into the car, like that's, <laughs> that's a horrific moment to realize you're doing that. And I've seen everybody in the room when you do that joke, I've seen everybody go, you see oh. people nod. Yes. And they go, yes. oh my God, that's yes. me. And when you yeah. can do a bit and you see people nodding or when you see a wife elbowing the husband in the shoulder. Isn't that rewarding? Yes, it's absolutely. It's like that, that's, that's the connection, epic, isn't it? And, that, and that's, why, that's why the idea of comedy being tied to emotion is really important. Yeah. Because yeah. even comics who don't seem emotional, even observational comics, if you really go through what they're saying, the jokes that you love the mm-hmm. most about those comics, when you watch Seinfeld, yeah, it seems like he's just like, okay, here's a coffee mug. I'm going to write coffee mug jokes, right? Yeah. It seems like he's just doing observational comedy. But really look into what he's saying. He's talking about why do they do that, right? Everybody goes, that's a joke of Seinfeld, right? Well, who's doing this or why did they? If you think about that, that's frustration. Yeah. Like that's stupid. Why yeah. would you do that? Absolutely. That's, that's idiotic. And, Absolutely. And, and so those feelings, that, that, that feeling of emotion, uh, if you can connect to that, now you're not just telling jokes. You're being funny to those people. Exactly. 
Exactly. I love it. Thank you. Okay. So listen, how many times in your life has your humor, your ability to laugh or your ability to laugh at yourself with others, how has that really changed you or saved you? Now you, you kind of alluded toward it, but can you, can you pick up a certain instance where it really, really kind of came to the rescue? Ah, uh, mm, I can't think of anything uh, specific. I mean, I know it has. Yeah, I mean, because it's definitely, it's definitely, you know, a skill to the point where I can bring it out when I need. Mm -hmm. You know, um, so it also be for you. It's become a reflex, hasn't it? Um. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It really, it really has become kind of a reflex. Um. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't figure out one specific one. Okay. But, but just know that it, it, it is, it does become part of your life yeah. and, yeah. and I'm not trying to, I'm like, you know, I'm not trying to deflect out of situations. I'm not trying to avoid yeah. serious conversations. If people want to talk seriously, I'll talk seriously, but, uh, but it is there. It does, it does yeah. help to be able to do. Well, and, 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 and the brilliant thing about you and for anyone who doesn't follow Kermit on Facebook, for example, on his social media you get in deep conversations with people on social media that yeah. I don't see, to my knowledge at least, limited as it may be, I don't see any comics going that deep on stuff. Because you'll go political, you'll go observational about something that's happened maybe on the on the comedic scene, um, and, and, and you'll dissect stuff to the nth degree. <laughs> and I admire it. And frankly, Thanks. half the time I don't understand it because, again, I'm a bit of the village idiot at times. But – it's remarkable to see you interact with people on that level, right? And yet on stage, you're renowned as the nice guy, the clean guy, et cetera. I, yeah. I, I find that remarkable. Well, and it's it's sort of to my detriment as well because um, I will take things on. And any, trust me, I'd rather not. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just do the jokes. And there are times where, where you know, I'll, I'll for a few days I'll have posts that are just kind of funny, yeah. goofy things about my my family, you know, something with my kids or yeah, you know, comedy stuff. And, and I'd rather just do that. I just feel like it's a, we're in a time right now where engagement's very important. I, I I just feel like we're we're at a at a real uh, uh, crossroads. Yeah, that we have to we have to be more involved. Yeah. And I'd rather not be. I'd rather just be <laughs> the, the dancing monkey. I'd rather just yeah. be like. Just you know, counting liquor bottles. up and down, telling my jokes. I love doing that. Yeah. And and when I go on stage, I don't do a lot of political. I mean, my I should say my my opinions are in there, but they're not. I, I don't do anything really political. Sure. Because I just sure. like comics that make me, you know, sort of laugh about things in my life. You know. Absolutely. So so it's one of those things where, um, uh, yes, it is part of my social media, and I could probably do better for myself career wise to not do as much of that. Hmm. And, and I try, you know, when, when, th when discussions get serious, I try not, I, I don't, you know, I don't name call. I don't, you know, uh, or at least I try not to, I try not to be yeah. sort of, uh, uh, lashing out. I try and have a discussion and, and at times I get worked up and I, and I literally have to walk away from it. I, I have to yeah. close the application and go live life for a few hours and try well, to come back to it. Yeah. And, and, and what I think is remarkable about you and how you retort and respond to the people that start to engage with you is you're incredibly intelligent. And I don't mean to sound surprised when I say that. <laughs> like, I sound oh surprised. my God, you can complete a sentence without taking a deep breath and type at the same time. No, what you accomplish is you've actually shut people down because you've given them no wiggle room 
in the argument. And I just want to say, and we'll move on because you actually created a perfect segue. Um, that's that's incredibly difficult. And you do it with such finesse online. I want people to, everyone, just go to Kermit Appeal's <laughs> page and just search Trump. Or, you know, because uh, you call him Drumpf, D-R-F. Trump, 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 D-R-U-M-P. Yeah. So just or, type, in, type in D-R-U-M-P-F <laughs> and it's all going to pop up and just marvel at how he shuts people down. It's absolutely brilliant. And okay. I'd like to point out because someone brought this up last yeah. week. I, I know it's more tangents up, but <laughs> someone brought this up last week that, you know, uh, I, I talk about, you know, me getting teased because of my name. Yeah. And someone pointed out, and here you are teasing his name. And I want to say this. The reason I use that name is because that's his family name. That's his grandparents registered that name. Oh, I didn't know that. They they registered that name when they entered uh, the country. So, uh, and then it was changed, you know, to Trump. Yeah. I will use that name because of how he he acts towards people who are doing the same thing his grandparents are doing. Yeah. The same thing, trying to get a better life trying to find something better, running running from something that could be dangerous, the same thing as grandparents did. So that's why I call him that name. Because Amazing. to me, I, I always want to point out that his family is exactly the family that he's treating a certain way now. Ugh. And so that's why I call him that. But I want to point out because, because someone did say like, hey, you know, you talk about people teasing your name and you're teasing his name. And like, yeah, it, it does look that way. It yeah, does. you're actually acknowledging his little... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's, see, that's I'm so why. uncomfortable right now because now we're going oh, into politics. No, 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 we don't have to go into politics. I just, I just want to say that there is a reason I yeah. do that. I, that's I, brilliant I, and, though. And it's not just making fun of his name. It seems that way. And I, and I realized when, when this one Facebook friend said that, like, oh yeah, it does look like I'm just making fun. Yeah. So I put an explanation underneath. Maybe just follow every entry with neener, neener, boo, boo, <laughs> you know, just, just something simple like, like that. So we all know you're above board, right? Oh my gosh. Okay. Listen. So what, okay. We, we, we tangented for a second, which is, which is great, but you started to go into kind of society yes, and what's going on and we need to get more involved and speaking as one dad to another, I love how much you love your kids. I love how proud you are of their accomplishments, not just the fact that your son eats a lot and is always on, you know, <laughs> always late and your and your daughter knows how to play the ukulele. And I'm saying it kind of improperly, but either way. Um, with that being said, um, what do you think is going on with society today and our addiction to technology and the ease of the instantaneous access to information, whether good or bad? Um, we don't have a ton of time, mm-hmm. so I, I kind of... I don't want to surface this, right, but right. what do you think one or two of the things are right now though, that we need to just take a chill on, especially from well, a father uh, per- perspective? Uh, uh, Does that make sense? From a technology standpoint, I don't know. We are the, this, this generation of kids, they're the guinea pigs. Yeah. They're the guinea pigs. Cause really 10 years ago, which doesn't seem like that long ago, I had to print out a map to where I was going. And yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Cause I didn't have to use a road atlas. I could print out the directions, but then I still had to watch where it was a dot matrix was. printer, but still, of you course know, it was. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to rip up the edges of the paper. Yeah. Um, so, so all of a sudden, just in the last few years, phones can do everything. I mean, I can, it can get me, it got me here tonight. You know, and it showed me an alternate route when I hit that, that, the, the back the construction, traffic. Yeah. Like that's an yeah. amazing thing to have in your hands. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what that's going to be because on one hand, 
I want them to look outside the window and enjoy life and experience something and go play. Yeah. And on the other hand, this amazing resource of information is right there. So it's a really tough thing to do. And I may be doing it wrong. I may be allowing them to do it too much. I may, I, you know, I may look back and say, should have just taken the damn phone for two days. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. I, I, I don't know. And, uh, and, and so, yeah, I, 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 I do like that they have this, this ability to, uh, to solve problems yeah. in a way, uh, you, you know, like we, um, uh, my son and I went to the Mariner game yesterday and he had a doctor's appointment. Things are running a little long and I realized, Oh boy, we're, we're going to, we're going to be late for this. Game. Sure. And I mean, I looked at going to university of Washington, jumping on the train. I looked at the bus schedules all while he was this in with is, the doctor. Yeah, This is all from your, all from computer. my phone, bus schedules. And I finally came up with the idea. Okay, look, I don't really want to do it, but we're just going to have to drive into downtown. <laughs> You're so like hot air balloon. So then I go on this website that actually searches out parking. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's like it, it, it. So you click the the day of the game, which game you go to, and it, and it sort of. And so I was able to find a prepaid parking, which wow. was twenty bucks, which, as most people know cheap for that's near land. the Mariner yeah, game like that's, if you that's if gold. you're paying cash just going down there you're paying about 35 40 bucks mm-hmm. so i got a 20 dollar parking space three blocks from the from thing all while he was at the doctor and i never moved i was sitting in one amazing. chair and got all that done amazing and so i told him i said okay we're not taking any transit we're going to drive and i not all heroes wear capes kermit <laughs> so anyway my point is that is that yes there's there's some we will realize a few years from now like Oh, we should not have done that. And we should have, you know, we shouldn't have let the kids do that. Yeah. But we also realize they will understand the world quicker yeah. than we ever did. Yeah. So. Well, and and once again, to uh, throw a kudo your way, you do love your kids so hard. And you post about their accomplishments and you you step out of the arena of being a public figure you know, you've been on TV, you've, you've traveled the world, you've been to Canada, <laughs> you've successfully returned from Canada. <laughs> you know, you are a well-known comedic talent, but you're a dad and you're a dad first. Yeah. And that's what I've always admired. And I just think it's brilliant how you, how you bring that forth online. And I, you've actually been a huge inspiration to me and how I post about my kids. I appreciate so. it. You know, but I will <clears throat> say this, uh, they make it easy because they're both yeah. really smart kids. Yeah, because they take after your wife. They're great, absolutely. Yeah. And they're great athletes. <laughs> if they were idiots, I wouldn't talk about them as much. Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they would just be in your them. act more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, okay. Right, okay, they'd good. be more in the act good. than the social media. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they'd be a source of all your humor. Okay, what is your most favorite thing right now about being a comedian? Is it the accolades? Is it the sound that you know you're directly responsible for? Or, or, or are we just your therapy? <laughs> well, you're definitely my therapy. Okay. That's, that's absolutely okay. the case. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing about comedy now is that I've been at it long enough to understand situations. Yeah. I had a show recently that it, it didn't go well for the first two comics and they just didn't know what it was. They didn't understand, you know, the details of it. And so I, I was able to go up and, and sort of, you know, meander through some things to kind of get them going. Yeah. And halfway through the set, I, I had them and I'm not trying to pat on my back and, you know, I'm not no, trying to be no, arrogant no. about this comedy. If you, if you're in long enough, if you're able to do different types of gigs. And that's one thing I've been very lucky because I work clean. I work a lot of different corporate events, sure. cruise ships, uh, you know, golf clubs. I've, I've even done church things and, uh, and, and <laughs> You've so done birthday parties. Yeah. And I, I've done birthday <laughs> parties. When you work clean, you get a lot of different gigs. Yeah. So 
the joy of comedy now is that I can go into situations that wouldn't be considered ideal for comics. Yeah. And I can make something of it. Um, I had a friend tell me a few years ago, um, he said, I really like watching you. Uh, I, I like watching you eat it on stage. And I went, what? And I went, that seems kind of creepy. And he, he laughed. He goes, no, no, no. He goes, because you won't eat it. He goes, you, you'll take a bad crowd and you'll make a few jokes about how bad the show is, which I oh, love doing. I yeah, love, yeah. I love calling the show for what it is. Sure. I love, uh, not mean, like I don't, I don't do it in a way like, Oh, you guys are stupid. You don't get these jokes, but I'll say, I'll sort of give them, give them credit. Like if there's a joke I probably shouldn't have done for that audience, I'll yeah. say, all right, that was my bad. You shouldn't have laughed at that. And that makes them kind of laugh. Yeah. So he was saying that he likes watching me in bad shows because I, I first of all, I don't take them personally. Yeah. So it's not about me hating you. It's just about me trying to figure out where, where we can relate if yeah. there's anything. Yeah. And then if not making the show about that, like joking yeah. about how, how much they don't like me. Yeah. Um, and he, and he was saying that he liked watching me do that because I'm, I may not kill those shows, but I can get laughs by the end of it. I yeah. can get chuckles. I can get them sort of involved. And that's the best thing about comedy right now. When you, that's when great. you're at it this long, you don't get surprised by gigs very often. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And once again, I swear again to the listening audience, Kermit did not know these questions or statements that I have that I've been I've been pulling from throughout this interview. What do I sound rehearsed? No, do you I... you you launched you you brought us to the next segue. Oh, okay. Perfectly. Oh, I see. Okay. Because I just wanted to say that do you realize the impact that you have had on so many people in your career? Because I don't, I don't know about that. Ah, so okay. So you just need to listen for a second, brother, because <laughs> you have. I don't even think you begin to fathom ever that every single person that I have ever heard who has met you, seen you, attended multiple shows, you know, purchased your CD or been given your CD or found it in between the couch, whatever, <laughs> followed you on social media, read your posts, literally they they do this out of extreme love and gratitude for the laughter that you've provided them. And that is in a, is such an amazing gift that you have. And if you if you're not ready to embrace that, I, I'm going to spend the rest of my stalking <laughs> years left in me trying to get you to understand and embrace that because you are brilliant. I'm I'm very lucky that people like what I do. I I, I really am. Uh, it, it it brings me a lot of joy to know that people like it. And yeah. And uh and whenever I get compliments after a show or uh uh the other night I I, I was I was lucky enough to 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 uh. Ah, uh, it's going to sound so name droppy. I, okay. I, I got to open for Lionel Richie the other night and I got a lot of tweets and Facebook messages of people who were in the show said, you were awesome. We, Cause they don't know who I am. Yeah. Those gigs, they want to see Lionel Richie. They don't want to see some guy come on and talk. Yeah. And to get some really nice, like total strangers, some really nice messages. It's a great thing. And, and I, and I do genuinely appreciate it. Yeah. So I didn't mean to. Kind no, of, no. I, I'm surprised by it. I just to want to see you dancing on the ceiling. Are you kidding me? It's fantastic. <laughs> but, but I, I, but I do, I, I know what you're saying and I, and I genuinely appreciate yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's so well-deserved and that plus like a hundredfold because everybody who you've touched, you have, you've mentored, who you've, who you've helped in any way, form, just like you said, the, comics that didn't know how to yes and themselves out of a bad set, et cetera. You're there for them, man. And that's, I, I know a fair amount of com comedians that have been in it as long as you have, and they don't take that time. And that is a huge impact. That's part of your legacy. Well, people did it for me. Yeah. A lot of headliners did it for me. Amazing. And by the way, if you want a list of comics that hate me, I got that. <laughs> I can, is I is can that on your website? <laughs> <laughs> it's a very small PDF icon. Just download it if you want to. Okay. 
Um, okay, so we're gonna jump in in just a minute to okay. kind of the James Lipton nod here, where <laughs> right. we ask, where I ask every one of my interviewees the same three questions, and and you have to answer it quick and be brief and just just okay. just what comes out. But first, yeah, it's the time for you to plug. What do you have going on, if anything, that you want to share with the with the world? Something on a consistent basis, oh. um, upcoming shows. Now is the time. Um, well, I will say this. Every February, I do a fundraiser for the school district. It started as a small little fundraiser. We the first year we got 200 people, and we were thrilled. We you know we were happy, and um, now we we're at the Edmond Center for the Arts every uh, like about the third week of February, about approximately, and now we sell out Saturday, which is about 715 715 people, oh, and love we it. I think I think last year the Friday we got about uh, 580. So I'm really thrilled where this fundraiser is going. And, and uh, it was to help build a playground at my daughter's elementary school when she was in kindergarten. Wow. And she's now a senior. And now it helps uh, It helps uh, the P- all the PTAs of the Edmond School District, mm-hmm. especially the ones that don't have as much money as the others. We help do programs for those Amazing. PTAs that, that don't have as many resources. So that, uh, and it's always fun. It's, it's, a, it's a four comic show. I host it every year. And it, it is a blast. So that that's one thing I want people to know about. It's called the Edmonds Comedy Night. Outstanding. Yeah. All right. Fantastic. Okay. You ready for the three questions? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Here we go. I'd like to be an elm. <laughs> <laughs> you keep derailing me. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, sorry. No, it's fine. Bad. I love you, man. Okay. What is one of your biggest pet peeves? Four-way stops. Four-way <laughs> It's not hard. If that car came before you, let them go. Yeah. It's the easiest thing. And it just, I, I, I've always said that, um, that uh, they should, uh, if, if you don't do four-way stops correctly, you should be pulled over and they just throw angry baboons in your car. And just <laughs> two minutes of angry baboons. <laughs> that I've always felt that. Okay. It, that makes me nuts. It's a very simple idea. I need to illustrate that immediately. That's, <laughs> that's brilliant. Okay. What is your favorite place that you've ever traveled to and, or is on your bucket list? Oh, uh, okay. New Zealand. Mm. Okay. was amazing. I had no idea. It was, it, it's just a really special place. And, and as a Hawaiian, the, the Maori people there have a real connection to Hawaii. They, they uh, cause many of the ancient Hawaiians came from the South Pacific and all, many from New Zealand. Back when Pangea so, existed. So they right? see us Everyone's as cousins okay. and they don't realize we don't see them as cousins. <laughs> like, like I feel, I felt bad. Like, Oh yeah, we are cousins. You're right. I, I wasn't thinking about that. They, the Maori people love Hawaiians and I then, and then, and then right across the, the, the ocean, my bucket list is Australia. I've always, I've always wanted to go, but, okay. but, but yeah, New Zealand was amazing. I, I really loved it. Wonderful. Okay. And last but not least, if you could be known for one thing only, what would that be? Oh man. Um, Wow. That, that, okay. Well, there's obviously the pie thing. I want to be known that because I love pie. Cause I do think at some point the history books will look very favorably, favorably on the pie. Nature people. does not create crust. Nature. The see, that's what I'm Unless saying. It's, it's, it's the humanity's achievement. <laughs> I'm telling you. So, so, and at some point the whole, the whole cake propaganda is going to hit the fan and everybody's going to, everybody's going to go, wow, we were doing cakes every year. Oh, okay. So, um, so either the pie thing 
uh, or that I, the other thing is that I, I tried to be nice. I, I really, that's, that's, yeah. and I know many Facebook friends would say the opposite, <laughs> but I've always tried to be nice. All right. Amazing. All right. Um, Kermit, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. Yeah. Um, and congrats on everything you've done. You've, thank you've, you. You brought LaughTech into something that it, it didn't exist. It wasn't there. And you've made it into this entity that now is is doing things that we could have never thought when you first started. So thank I'm you really that. proud of you. Thank you for that. Marcel and I have made it over the four, four and a half year old hump now. Yeah. And we're looking uh, bigger and better every day, I think. And I just need to end on the note of, again, saying thank you. And everybody out there, take time. Say hello to a stranger. Talk to people. Make them smile. Give them a hug. If it's allowed. If it's socially approved.